Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Today, I have Ranganatha Krishnamani with us on Audio Gyan. Ranganatha is a multidisciplinary designer specializing in illustration, art direction, and user experience. He draws inspiration from vintage architecture, street art and machinery. When he is not behind the sketchbook or computer working on pixels, he loves traveling and exploring new trails on his bicycle. Uh thank you Ranganatha for giving us your time. It's a real pleasure to have you on Audio Gyan and uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Pleasure Kedar, pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me over here. Yeah. Uh so yeah we'll be discussing some bits about design your thought process and uh, art in general so the first thing uh, which i want to ask you uh, is uh, like all of your work which i've seen on uh, various websites on uh, online uh, have a typical texture a color uh, tone to it so is it intentional and uh, how did you narrow down uh, on this particular styling and uh, uh what could be your say in doing so for other designers as well sure uh good question i think um um textures and color specifically for me didn't come naturally mm-hmm. um i think textures is one extra level of detail okay uh, if i have to get into it 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 comes with uh understanding uh where to merge contrast Okay. When you work with black and white, hmm. when it comes to illustration, what you try and do is to really block out color. Okay. Right. It's unlike photography, where I can actually merge. Like if I have to give it a gradient, hmm. I can have a very strong light on one end, hmm. and if it has to merge into the dark, I need something that can actually take that and tone it down and give it that kind of tone that merges it together. Hmm. So, uh, in a way, textures become that. uh to give you that kind of you know space to merge something mm-hmm. or it could also act as something that can give you tactileness or mm-hmm. you know like sometimes when it comes to building digital design uh what makes it so digital is it becomes very flat mm-hmm. irrespective of how much color you use how much tone you use it could really become very very flat mm-hmm. and textures that we add add tactileness to it mm-hmm. add that much needed pop to your eye because even you're really seeing it your eye doesn't hold uh, anything okay uh, specifically okay. when it comes to composition you're trying to um you know highlight something or mm. downplay something mm. or give it that f- that play of uh, you know where where the eye is trying to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. right so it gives you that that feel of there's so much happening but at the same time when you look back you get to see the overall picture mm-hmm. so texture is it because of the the particular things which you have highlighted in a certain way or uh, is it because of the content itself it could be both it mm-hmm. could be something that uh, i could underplay it entirely mm-hmm. uh, but i think textures in a way when it's used very well can be very powerful hmm. uh just to step back in terms of style and color and that was something that you asked me i think um um if i have to trace back in terms of colors and usage uh i would paint 
I was very inspired by uh, my own teacher, who was a painter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a he, his name name is uh, Nikhil Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated out of uh, Chitrakala Parishad in Bangalore, mm-hmm. um, and he was one of my you know the the the, the idols. As I g- grew up, I saw him paint, and I saw him paint on on Chinese paper, these mm-hmm. rice papers, where he would have these beautiful play of people with emotion mm-hmm. and his entire kind of uh, mm, you know the way he would play this out was very dark mm-hmm. only certain very strong light and shadow like people standing it would be a woman standing and looking up but mm-hmm. it's only her face and her hands mm-hmm. that would actually highlight everything else would be almost always almost merged into the background okay. it's almost like you know it's a play of like it's how graphic design works right mm-hmm. it's a great space of uh, play of um, positive negative mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so uh, that was one of my early influences if i have to look at mm-hmm. my early influences was that you know he would really start with a dark background he would start with a like he would first draw something and paint it all brown okay. or a, or a purple mm-hmm. then he would start to add layers of color that so it it totally reverses your entire idea of how you'd paint the canvas on, itself is dark yeah. yes on like typically you're taught to um, learn how to paint is when you actually start to block off this mm. white mm. Uh, because you, you it's so intimidating the white is so intimidating you would start to say okay how do i add texture how do i sorry how do i start to block some colors out so i can see form mm-hmm. while this was a very different way that you would start sit, it's almost sitting in a dark room mm. and you would try to find that little ray of light Mm-hmm. which becomes so much more easy to focus on yeah as opposed to a white light where you're seeing even if you if you have to stream a black light it, uh, uh, you know dot into it you won't be able to see it mm-hmm. so i thought it was a very nice way to really conceptualize something that would you know change your uh, entire idea of how you would approach something mm-hmm. and his color scheme was very very natural somehow i would use i would use a lot of acrylic colors mm-hmm. when i when in in college when i passed out uh, or while i was in college uh, i would love the acrylic colors because it was so quick to dry mm-hmm. you had to be really fast with it mm-hmm. but at the same time you know it would give you several layers of you know if you if you wanted to work on layers of mm-hmm. color mm-hmm. you could go very texture based okay right okay. so when you actually feel it when you keep it closer you bring it closer to your eyes yeah. you can actually see textures of paint where it's dried up because i haven't really quickly correct, you know correct. smudged it yeah, or yeah. whatever right yeah. so uh that was my early influences and i still remember that lighting i would love to do anything to get that kind of lighting where it's just dark and only a little suggestion of a man standing with a balloon mm-hmm. you know so all my work was very much emulation of his kind of work correct uh, and when i came when it came to computer my first thing was how do i take this and build it it was a very subconscious in a way i never thought of it like me having to try the same style but mm-hmm. uh, if i really look back if i you know if i really look back at my previous uh, paintings mm-hmm. in college and i look at this i see a lot of um, similarity yeah, yeah. in the kind of colors in terms of how i approach it mm-hmm. uh, only thing the medium has changed mm-hmm. medium gives me a lot more space to you know change undo redo yeah. <laughs> uh, acrylic was also also a very uh, interesting forgiving medium you mm-hmm. could paint on top Correct. it's just like oil right you would paint dark but you could still paint lighter mm-hmm. tones um but i think uh, yeah those were like the early times where i can clearly look back and see how that 
translates to what I do. Mm-hmm. But I think as you grow, you start to eliminate a lot of things. Mm. You start to eliminate um, uh, things that work for you, things that stick with you, things that don't stick with you. Okay. So I think it's a gradual pro- pro- progression of. Um, how much color is perfect mm-hmm. uh you know it's almost like uh, you know uh, you get down to narrowing to a few colors maybe three or four colors mm. maybe a few textures mm. where i mean you then you quest start to question where do you really need textures mm. are you just overdoing it because people like your style mm-hmm. right so essentially then you need to start to narrow it down to what makes sense what are you trying to put out there and does it really uh, uh capture all the ideas that you're trying to you know that mm. you that you've grown with Correct. uh to a point where you grow with the next artwork not go down right mm-hmm. so you've created one mm. but if you have to really like art was that way very beautiful that um in college we would i remember we would do this uh, six months um, you know review okay. and nikhil paul would actually put all my works out there mm. and see show me the first work and show me the the latest work yeah. can i have you grown right mm-hmm. is not just painting but you you are are you thinking are you constantly not thinking about the subject but thinking about your process mm-hmm. how i can i see how, you know uh, color schemes that you you grown into take shape mm-hmm. uh, or are you just you know recycling the same uh, kind of thought that you are in a very comfort zone you want to just build on that same comfort zone mm-hmm. and uh, keep building on it right so mm-hmm. one is style making that happen mm-hmm. that you start to put yourself in this niche area to uh, you know think that this is what i would do every mm-hmm. time i get a subject mm-hmm. but it's also very interesting to break away certain things and say can i add make space for something new mm-hmm. so that i constantly am growing I'm not just adding Correct. you know the same thing over and over again it becomes a little more repetitive mm. but at the same time you're growing as a person in terms of how do I add new things without really breaking away from the foundation you built mm. grow as in in the sense uh, your uh, what's the percentage of improving the craft itself as opposed to the thought process yeah i think that's a, a very in- interesting question and i would think the craft is a huge huge place where you spend a lot of time hmm. it's uh, it's almost like uh, waking up and uh, uh, going going to play cricket or football right mm-hmm. the, you don't question you don't know if you'll ever you the the point is uh, in sport you never think of it as i'm going to represent india or mm-hmm. i'm going to play i'm never going to go in and you know play in front of uh, millions of people yeah. the idea is that i i enjoy it i just have fun mm-hmm. i don't care what my final output will be mm-hmm. or where i will end up with mm-hmm. but i'm having fun Hmm. So I think with the point of uh, you know the the process of you building off is that you're you're thinking of it from a long term like hmm. from 10 years from now uh, am I going to be a lot more uh, educated as a person hmm. in terms of how I can handle my skill how how do I handle my understanding of light and shadow hmm. how do I handle composition how do I handle uh you know can i uh, w- w- you know can i have a depth uh, can i have a handle in terms of the medium mm-hmm. um and also understand how do i take this medium and channelize it to uh, the solution uh, or the problem in front of me mm-hmm. one is that i could be very uh, strong in a certain medium mm-hmm. but if i can't understand the problem that i'm trying to solve or the or the uh, the the communication that i'm putting out mm-hmm. has to also 
uh, you know have a certain language mm. that i need mm. to figure out mm. so that is where you will start to use the skill mm. but you will start to tone you will vary the tone based on what your communication is mm. whether if mm. for instance if you're trying to do this uh, uh, for um, a web experience mm. assume i can't have such I I don't have people's attention for that long. Mm-hmm. I need to make it really crisp and easy and understand mm-hmm. that the user on the other side has yeah. just that couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Do I really go crazy on my colors and you know make it come alive and make it very abstract or do I make it crisp and mm-hmm. just make it as close to you know that it's it's not a battle between art and typography and everything can i just like you know when when it all comes together it's a communication correct correct right so correct. that that is where you would vary hmm. as opposed to if i have to put this as a as a medium of art in hmm. ma, in a gallery i do have the guy who's captively coming into the gallery just because he wants to see my art correct. and i can have that long ca- conversation hmm. so by having the skill you need to understand what what you will be putting it to use and how can you vary the tone based on what you are trying to do correct, and correct. who are you t- serving as a as an audience yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i think that is what you understand with experience that it is not about um, skill yes mm. you need to have skill you need to understand your craft but take that craft apply and it yeah, yeah. apply it in places which really make sense correct correct interesting uh in fact this naturally uh, blends into my next question which was uh, in one of your interviews i believe uh, in design fabric or some place uh, uh you mentioned uh, design is very time bound uh, i'll quote like uh, the way you uh, right. that, that it was written here uh, design is very time bound you have something in your mind uh, you built it and it changes very soon art on the other hand is very memorable uh so my question to you uh, on this is uh as per my understanding i think design is something when you are trying to solve a problem while art is more like having an expression so uh how do you see these two things uh, how do you compare these do you even compare and what is the thought process behind it sure um uh, so I, if i have to you know answer this i like growing up in school i i did uh, art as my um my uh, graduation my bfa and masters was art but i hung out with a lot of designers so mm-hmm. all my friends were like from graphic design okay um so we would have these hard conversations about you know what is art what is design how, how do we really like in my mind i couldn't really differentiate those two it's mm-hmm. like you're trying to communicate something mm-hmm. uh you know at one point you're saying i want this to be for me hmm. i become the end user i am the client i tell what the rules are hmm. as opposed to design which is driven by circumstances rules by someone else who hmm. sets this for me correct so that's the only difference the constraints I, are given to the you. constraints are given to me at the same time for art as well i have to have my own constraints i have to build a box within which i see these constraints okay for instance art most people think that oh it's just self expression but self expression also requires channeling your ideas into what do i want to explain mm. if the world is so open what do i pick up as constraint mm. what do i have to choose is what really uh, you know what ideas are thousands mm. i have to choose one of the ideas that really sticks with it mm. i need to choose a certain medium that will again constrain mm. right within that medium i can only do so much 
So essentially, you setting a rule versus someone else setting a rule. Mm. I think at the end of the day, um, uh, the 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 current uh, times that we are in, uh, I clearly see that uh, the art and design are worlds that are merging together. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I see that very clearly, right? Like mm. installation art taking stage, mm. where you could experience, mm. you know, what it could be to walk into the future, mm-hmm. right? Um, more and more, uh, you know, uh, um, AI and so many other things are l- leading you into the future of what you could be. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not um, something that uh, is real, mm. but it's a possibility. Uh, I- yeah, it's a, it's a, it's someone's uh, interpretation of what that is. Mm-hmm. So if if it is someone and someone else's interpretation that it can be art, mm-hmm. right? It is not real. It is my interpretation. But you can experience it, mm-hmm. right? That's great. Which means that you've blended a lot of these kind of silos of art and design and so many other things into one single space. Uh, more and more, uh, you, uh, like when specifically going back to that quote that you that uh, you just mentioned. Mm. Uh, why I think design is time time bound is that uh, the um, appetite for people. Uh, um, uh, and how they perceive design is changing ra- very rapidly. Mm. Just look at cars. Uh, in few years, you could have you could have owned a previous model of of any car. Mm. In two years, it's it's changed your uh, design sensibility so much yeah. that when you look at it, you know it is an old version or, or the new version. Mm. The kids know it. Yeah, yeah. You you you. Really Although the utility remains the same. Utility yeah. remains the same. It's just that people understand they can perceive mm. very quickly. Beautiful. Very very quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, it it need not look bulky. Mm-hmm. It could look really slick. For like you like things change in six months mm-hmm. in product design. Correct. In you know in in things in front of you can change real quickly, and you'll realize that oh my god, I. I, my sensibility six months was that was that was beautiful, mm-hmm. and I can't believe that I've moved from there to something else, and I can actually look back and say that that seems really old, mm-hmm. right? Beautiful, beautiful. So in that sense, design can you you are growing, which means that as a person, mm. your sensibilities are growing. Mm. You are being influenced by people around and things that are happening which you don't have control over is mm. been influencing you in front in in without you knowing, mm. and you realize that at some point you realize. Oh my God! This looks old, mm. or this seems the design language seems old. Mm. Design language, not mm. that itself, okay. right? So it's so it's so funny, right? Mm. But uh, in 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 art, when you look back, the more the uh, some of these don't have a, a certain age mm. uh, uh, built into it. Uh, some of them are memorable, mm. right? Um, look at the paintings that within uh, the art movement in mm. India itself. Uh, the you know, some of them are absolutely memorable, mm. right? They change you. They they are more about uh, uh, about uh, capturing the 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 humanity mm. in that sense, right? So design that way is utilitarian, mm. right? Mm. I am trying to s- make certain thing look impressive, mm. uh, you know, approachable, mm. uh, beautiful, mm. aesthetically pleasing, so that I can I. It's almost my extension of my personality. While art, on the other hand, is a lot more at a level where you are um, you are trying to please the the soul, 
ఎవర్ Yeah. like maybe if you're on a trip you can say yeah. you know i won't spend more than 50 rupees a day mm-hmm. right that's a constraint that you build yeah. but what happens within the constraint is that you start to learn a lot more about yourself correct correct right where it really helps you where it doesn't you you feel irritated yeah. just like in the same as in art as well yeah. right so you when you give yourself constraints you start to realize that uh, you know it's not about you pleasing something it's like you're not trying to sell something mm-hmm. you're not trying to beautify something mm-hmm. right then what are you trying to do with the skill and the knowledge that you have which would help other people understand and make them feel better yeah it has to be uh, yeah what you're making like what you're saying is making a lot of sense but i think it it has it needs uh, a deeper understanding or at least contemplation on what you're saying and then just digesting it yeah i got a like a yeah. uh, that is because as designers and artists all of us have a very strong opinion about the world that we have mm-hmm. right we are not just serving uh you know people hmm. who need design correct we also are people who can have a very strong opinion viewpoint about the world hmm. and this in a way for me becomes a great way to understand and explain your part hmm. of what you see how you see the world in hmm. front of you correct. what lens do you see in your your world in front of you hmm. right that is important because in design there there are multiple people who might be able to help you build it basically hmm. Hmm. but like i'm just trying to do comparison yeah, it's nothing like, yeah, which I is great point, yeah, right but here it's your own making your own opinion your own idea mm-hmm. your own lens of what you see the world with mm-hmm. and if those two can merge that's great right yeah. you have a great th- that's where you can jump between these two worlds mm-hmm. where you know like the way i look at it is my during my day i'm i'm strong i'm really happy serving uh you know design requirement by set by others Correct. but there are times where i you know in a week at the end of the week i don't really pick up any other work is just my problem i have to do its personal projects that i want to build off mm. that gives me that makes my pers- perception better mm. of the world mm. you know how do i you know um how, how do i see my the world Correct. around me? Correct. Correct. what do what are things that would be uh w- w- that that would be worth if i have to put you know give birth to mm-hmm. that people would love to have in front of them correct right mm-hmm. so it's i think it's having this two specific worlds of um, and and really uh pushing hard on both yeah and yeah. not letting one take yeah i sense advantage. obviously there is i can sense a longer debate on this because uh, not a debate but a discussion because uh, there are certain things uh, which are actually design but they are like now a form of art but yeah it can go on yeah. and on but at the good part as i said is both both worlds are merging yeah yeah right now um you know people aesthetically understand sensibilities of design okay. and they like they want high, higher sense of it 
um so the yeah. the great part as a designer is that you you have two streams to mm. pull this off mm. from and it's your choice to merge this or play it with your strength Correct. basically yeah um the next one which i want to ask you is uh slightly technical because people who are in the online world and also in the graphics uh, or uh, design space uh it might resonate with them more so personally like i find dribble or sure. uh, behance or these kind of places uh to be more of actually this now connects to what you said because i found this find this to be slightly aesthetically driven good dribble shots and uh i would call it more of a art thing absolutely than design because design you need context you need yeah. constraints you need to know what they are doing right. and so what are your thoughts on that i mean yeah. uh, simply putting out yeah. people putting out work there does it need to change um how can it evolve yeah um so i would say both platforms like behance and dribble are have really shaped design sensibilities mm-hmm. over the last few few years i can see it myself mm-hmm. i see this as a great medium to be a part of to um to question your own thoughts mm-hmm. uh, sometimes to also contribute mm-hmm. also pushes me to keep contributing to places mm. so that you know it's it's something that you can you have an opportunity to be a part of mm. but having said that um uh both drib- dribble and behance serve two different kind of problems mm. right mm-hmm. like behance is, is a great community where you show your final portfolio mm. like the hardest part that we have that uh, designers uh faced before was that we would send off a pdf mm. or some kind of a ppt which would really not capture everything you're yeah, you not know not justified not justified people like good st- good ideas have to be shown to the world mm-hmm. and that is all living in pdfs and you know these big massive folders where mm-hmm. we would open it and show it to only a few bunch of few who understand it or don't understand it mm-hmm. so i think or maybe job oriented <laughs> or job oriented yeah, yeah. so as a designer uh, the only way for you to no get to know or people know you hmm. uh, or know your work more than you knowing you hmm. is when they ask you okay show me your portfolio mm-hmm. right now with with these kind of mediums and communities hmm. uh, people come to you because they see you and hmm. they're like wow i can use your talent hmm. to something i'm trying to build mm-hmm. so that way the platform has really changed uh what how designers were looked at previously or mm-hmm. artists were looked at previously where it would always be a pull where s- do i know someone mm. in my community who i can go and approach who can help me aesthetically you know make a my interior or it mm. could be a web experience or anything that i want to build mm-hmm. as opposed to on my fingertips today if i have to look at someone these are communities i would look in mm. and say who are the guys who are able to you know do the the best job for me mm-hmm. so that's that way it's a it's a great space to come in and uh, understand and you know make it open mm-hmm. uh, for most people which was inaccessible and vice versa mm-hmm. right uh having but because of that there's lot more noise also which yeah. has come in right? absolutely so yeah. i think that's true because uh, the, the i was coming to a point where dribble mm-hmm. as you say uh, uh, the the idea of how dribble evolved mm-hmm. was to really put uh, uh, the idea was 
to show what you're working currently mm. and put it out there to mm. get feedback mm. right so it wasn't something which was meant to be where you actually show a finished product mm-hmm. so it the the idea of how uh, uh, the the uh, dribble as such was was found was mm. that i could put something out there which i'm thinking of mm. i could be thinking aloud mm. it need not have all context Correct. but i want get to get quick feedback mm-hmm. so that i can understand what people are trying to do i can uh, uh, you know uh, internalize some of the feedback that is coming in mm. make changes to it and either re post it, post it yeah. or use that to se- understand my own sensibilities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so in that sense it is serving the right thing mm. but yes there is a lot of noise because some of them are uh, i mean w- the, the noise is because it's a diverse kind of audience right mm. there are guys who are influencers there are guys who are students mm. right students uh, typically when people who are coming in would always look for what are things that i drift to what are styles that i drift to okay. it is not at all a bad idea mm. when i grew up mm. i had to emulate or try and see how others would do so i would recreate some of these mm. that is just for my understanding correct correct right so that's how you learn mm-hmm. but i think uh, that is where the noise that you see that mm. there is a lot of it that looks similar mm. but it's it's the way the community is going to be built because you will see a lot of people who are there will be some of them who are influencers who will create these unique ideas unique mm. things that will stand out then there is a lot of guys who are learning from it mm. and they pick up uh, elements are influenced by those elements and reuse them mm. that that becomes that could end up as as noise mm. but the good part is for them it's a great whoever is doing it correct, right correct. is a great learning process of trying to understand how to handle the 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 medium mm-hmm. but at some point they become their own they br- bring in their own styles mm. but you are growing going through this uh, you know this mm. phase of me having to uh, try and you know be influenced correct. to a place where i will i am the guy who's influencing mm-hmm. right? so it's like a It's a it's a life yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's a journey that you have to make yeah. um so that's what i see why the yeah. the thing is but um i mean so diff- yeah. yeah and the, the the times that we are as you rightly said design and art is uh, something that is very popular now mm. right is not uh, not a niche field anymore yeah so there's so many more aspirational pe- people who are aspiring to come in and mm. the only way for them to really be recognized are these mediums and Uh, I think it's it's almost like if you're not in any of these, are you really un- living under a rock mm-hmm. in that sense? So it's also yeah. pressure to. Mm. Uh, but it's all about how you look at life and say what what do I want to do? Yeah. But um, I think that sensibility grows as you grow older also because when you are like really young, you want to experiment a lot, and that's where some yeah. of the truth also comes in. But uh, there is a lot of influence also. So there's a very thin balance which we yeah uh, got to maintain. Yeah, absolutely. uh uh ranganath i would like to just uh, slightly change track here and uh, know your a bit of like how did you learn so this was uh, this was mainly to ask you uh, again in one of your interviews uh, you spoke about how government institutes uh, are able to hone the skills you have like uh, can you tell us something more about it i mean uh, if openly we have to compare um uh, private institutes or government institutes uh 
um, and and as we are speaking right now that design is coming into mainstream a lot of people are being getting sense are getting sensitive towards design so uh, what role or how a government school teaching has influenced you and what are the takeaways which you had which would be missing probably in the private sector um so i i don't know if that was miscommunicated but my thought was it was in uh private versus government no no i am asking this yeah, yeah that was, okay. it wasn't there yeah. yeah yeah so um uh yeah so i think um uh with let me if i have to look at the the difference hmm. in in style um i think the government schools are a generic in a way right when we were passing out we we were taught the skill or it is more about you having to understand your potential so you are putting in effort to understand you know uh, mm. push yourself to learn mm. right as in to develop the skill to develop the skill right okay. so uh, what i realized from my own you know uh, education when uh, you know art education when we were passing out is that we were taught how to draw something in front of us hmm. or to take your idea of what was just abstract to something that you could paint in front of you or hmm. to give it birth hmm. but you weren't shown how to sell yourself how to face the 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 Beautiful. world around you right so when you come out you realize that you have the skill but who needs this hmm. who are the right set of people i need to speak to when they speak to me how do i ask the right questions Mm-hmm. How do I need to face and per- how do how do they know that I am the right kind of person because mm-hmm. they are also as uh, gray as me, mm-hmm. right? So that's what uh, was lacking. That mm-hmm. you know that you're not given the 360 degree mm-hmm. part of what you have to do. You are given the knowledge what you need. That mm-hmm. is specifically because you need it, mm-hmm. and you sometimes run for it and you start doing all the hard work. Mm-hmm. It's the the art schools were very liberal that way, right? Mm-hmm. So. it wasn't like you have to uh sit down and be in front of the cl- in in the class for like tw- you know 6 to 8 hours mm. more of our class was outside right so mm. you had to go out sketch do a lot of work come back take those uh, you know research of yours whatever drawings you mm. made mm. then make that into you know final drawings whatever that you Correct, have to yeah. whether it's sculptor whether you're a printmaker everything looks mm. the same i mean the process is the same mm. but when you come out you have this great portfolio that's what you think i have a great portfolio but who needs this mm-hmm. how do i u- use the skill that i have to to serve a need that i see in the world hmm. beautiful beautiful right so yeah. that's was the missing piece that we had to learn on the job hmm. so you try uh, you know like initially i would i tried working for an agency i think yeah you well put it because uh, <laughs> if i have to articulate this it would be more of how to position yourself in the real world also absolutely right yeah. yeah yeah so now if you really look at it the new the colleges that are training the new students mm. they're able to give them the 360 degree mm. part of what i see is okay. that they understand how to like most people come with a clear mindset i want to do this mm-hmm. i you know like we have interns at our own office Correct. uh studio uh, yeah. who come in and they're like very clear that I want to do this very clearly mm. uh if I have to look back we were you know yeah absolutely in that sense we just wanted an opportunity yeah. i don't think we ever asked for yeah. uh you know, want, yeah, yeah we said give me an opportunity i don't know what i will do something about Correct. Correct. right so in that sense um the the 360 degree learning uh is, is 
I think it's evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because the 360 degree takes up so much space, mm. um, you you could have people who are very generic that they have a great way to, you know, uh, exp- understand what they want to do. Mm. But sometimes it also means that because um, this the skill levels takes up so much more time of yours correct you don't have that much time to do you know do justice to both these worlds where yeah. i have to understand how to need to sell at the same time really the good skill at also takes a back seat sometimes yeah. yes so in fact i remember uh, which is soon going to go live uh, i did a uh, interview with vaibhav kumarish uh, who is an animator in bombay Uh, he worked on the simpu right. uh, character right right and he said uh, now this is the big difference between uh, which we can see in today's time that there isn't education happening there's training happening like training is more towards mm. like you said mm. a new student comes and says this is what i want I to want. do because Absolutely. that is what i have been trained for and yes. this is what i want to do now correct so it's a big difference yeah, yeah. i'm connecting the dots here and right. i can see a pattern emerging yeah. right so i, I mean so absolutely you're, you're bang on you you that that education has become so easy like pe- people are educated so you come and say i want to you know yeah, I, yeah. i know exactly what i want to do as opposed to oh you know what i look at this as a clean canvas mm. where do i start let, let me explore types yeah uh cool um so this is like my last question uh you have like sir to a certain extent brought illustrations and graphics uh in fact icons uh, to a respectable level in the at least the indian online space um i mean people have changed their general perception about stock icons and things like that so where do you think the future of this is i mean how how do you see illustrations evolving in the coming years uh and again which briefly you spoke about do people still need the skill hand or is it the undo and the software is going to help yeah uh great question um <laughs> so the way i look at it is that uh, you still need the human mind to uh, to think mm. very creatively mm. uh there could be assistance with people from outside to make it precise to make it really come together mm. very well mm. but you still need a human brain Mm. uh to to conceptualize to conjure things that are n- never put together in mm. a certain way mm-hmm. what illustrations do is that they take you to a world they can tell you a story they can let you imagine the unimagined basically mm-hmm. or uh, you know um what could take you thousands of words mm. i could say it in a picture in one single uh, image. you know image yeah. right so that's the strong part of what you it would still remain the same i mm-hmm. would still question you know if it would really uh, go away from what it serves because mm-hmm. it serves uh, you know humanity right it's all mm-hmm. about how can i see uh, you know people mm-hmm. take embrace technology mm-hmm. and move to this new world that we are trying to go to mm-hmm. i think there will be this constant tension of technology and you know what the thought hum- yeah, yeah and the thought and i think the thought would still be something that uh, um dominate that would, the that would dominate at yeah. any given point because yeah. uh, it it requires us the experience the lives that we have 
you know whatever mm-hmm. we bring to the table is based on several uh, you know uh, influences and years of experience and several things that you've gone through mm-hmm. to help you put some of these things together that you is never possible at all correct, correct so yeah. i think in that sense um, yeah i mean we would still be relevant mm-hmm. i think uh, uh, the stories that we say could be very different mm-hmm. uh, it would be more about uh, you know uh, the lifestyles that uh, that the current that generation or okay. the times that you know the changing times would be mm. we would be talking about that but it still be about people about how you take whatever you're seeing which is you've given mm. birth to and how are you using it mm. how are you how is that changed your life and mm. how is it become better your how are your lives become better mm. based on the technology that we're using mm. so i think it, that's the story at the end of the day right yeah. it's the whatever you can go but it's still about those small little incidents that you bring back and you talk yeah. about it Correct. i think that's what we would still serve as uh, yeah. illustrators beautiful i think this is a good note to end this uh, i know there are a lot of things to be discussed and uh, um maybe we can do another audio gan session absolutely uh, but yeah uh, so thank you once again for giving us your time and it was pleasure talking to you absolute pleasure kedar and it was wonderful yeah, lovely thank okay. you so much for having me over here yeah okay thank you that's it and that's it from today's gan session catch us on itunes savan stitcher or any podcasting app you use do rate us on itunes and follow us on twitter facebook and instagram stay tuned for more gan on audiogan.com till then bye